0: Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor, Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada.
1: My next guest is going to have you taking deep breaths. Trust me, during the whole thing, I'm like, Am I breathing? Am I breathing? <laughs> Help me welcome Mo Brossette. And he helps veterans really recover through these injuries they've had that, that have been really, really detrimental to not only their bodies, but their minds. He's a keynote speaker. He's a founder of a leadership development company called Hunt and Prosper. He leads an interesting life. And we talk about a lot of amazing things that, that are fun and deep. We also talk about meditation and definitely how to breathe better throughout the day. Listen into to this one. It's a fun one. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts, a Success Magazine podcast. And today I've got Mo Broset. just in case you're wondering how to pronounce his name. That's it, because I asked him. Mo, what's up, buddy? How are you?
0: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
1: Good man. Look, the very first thing I see is you've got a t-shirt that says M Brewer Team USA. What's that about?
0: Yeah, so this is one of our adaptive athletes that I got the opportunity to work with at our foundation. He is his name is Matthew Brewer. He is a double above-the-knee amputee and was just in the Paralympics for uh downhill super G and a sit ski. Whoa, man. Yeah, yeah, amazing human being. Not a, not a military veteran, but a civilian. Um You know, lost his legs, you know, he, he talks about it. He lost his legs due to a a drug overdose, got rehab, got clean. And man, you want to talk about an amazing human being. Um, It is, it is an absolute honor to wear this shirt.
1: I love that. And see, that's, that's why I wanted you on this show because stories like that, that you have exposure to things that you do on a consistent basis to, to keep you at a higher level on a higher plane mentally right those are yeah. the things that we can learn from because this this podcast is mainly for entrepreneurs solopreneurs people that have mm. their own businesses and man let me tell you it is and I know you know it's tough like some days it's like i don't want to do this I, should, did i get into the right business right
0: and <laughs> dude that's almost daily man but i fight like that's part of the journey you know that, that's why more people don't do this
1: right that's the, that's it right there how how is it that, that you maintain that cycle in check? Because we all go through it. What is it that
0: uh-huh. you do? I trust the process. I trust, I trust my my ability. I trust my knowledge. Um, I trust my ability to, to, to get clients in business. Uh, that is not absent of concern, anxiety, stress, fear. <laughs> It is in the middle of all those things. And I I feel like, and I know we're going to talk about this, but that's what, that's what drives you to do the things that you need to do to be successful. You know, if anyone ever tells you that they're fearless, they're lying to you. Um, But what happens is we get, we get scared, we get stressed out and we think, oh God, this isn't going to happen. No, it is. You, you get to use the fear to, 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 to do the right things, to check the boxes. Where did you fail last time? What could you have done better? So for me, that's what I do. I, I, I try to pre-plan as well. So if I know, for example, I, I do a men's leadership program where I, I teach men how to deal with, with stress, how to love themselves with, with language, how to be tactically ready, how to um, you know prepare for emergency situations, etc. cetera. And um, at the end of that cycle, there's always going to need to be a, a fresh group of humans. <laughs> and it's being prepared for that day. And not just hoping that something good is going to happen. So, you know, being an entrepreneur, solopreneur, it's a seasonal thing, and we have to be ready for that because we cannot count on anything. Because at any point in time, when you are in the service industry, whomever you are working with has the ability and the right to stop, regardless if you say, "Hey, man, we're going to do this for six months." Like Tristan, we're going I'm going to work with you. You and I are going to we got this relationship going, but man, something might happen. You might have some financial uh, difficulties, something might happen with your family, or you just might get what you've gotten and you're like, hey, brother, listen, I love you, but I'm, I think I'm done for a while. Okay, well, cool. But that means also that I'm out however much that monthly rate is. So you have to be prepared for these things.
1: All right. So with that, how do you how do you start to be able to keep that in check? Because when I, when I did some research on your background, I'm looking at... How you, you help people with their mental behaviors, with meditation, mm-hmm. with just the process, it seems like just getting their mental state in the right place to be able to function, right, at a high level.
0: Mm-hmm. And where Absolutely. do you start yeah. with people? Where I start with people, number one, is breath, first and foremost. It's something we've done since we came into this world, but we forget how to use it right now. When you can control your breath and your breathing and you can learn that on a regular basis, you start your day with relaxed diaphragmatic breathing. And then you teach yourself that when you get into a stressful situation and or when you're about to go into one, you begin to breathe. Number one, you can because when you breathe nice and diaphragmatically, belly expands when you inhale, belly draws in when you exhale and you make the exhale a little bit longer than the inhale, that automatically puts your brain into a state and wavelength called alpha. That is where you're calm. That is where you're relaxed. That is where everything functions and happens in alpha while you are awake. So that's the first thing I do. The second thing I do is I help individuals work on their self-talk and their language. Don't tell me what you can't do. I don't care who you used to be. I don't care what you did yesterday. I care about the person you are right now. And what can I do? So for the for example, with the adaptive athletes that I work with at our foundation in Dallas called the Adaptive Training Foundation, we work with military veterans and civilians that have experienced, not suffered, but have experienced traumatic injuries. So amputations, spinal cord injuries, neurological diseases like Parkinson's and stroke. And we help these individuals overcome and learn how to use their new abilities, not disabilities. So you see the language that I just used. Number one, I said, I get to, right. Number two, I did not say suffer. Suffer is an option and no one has a disability. We all have abilities. So, you know, for example, if someone comes in and they're a spinal cord injury and they've got a cage in their back and they want to learn to walk again and doctors, experts, everyone has told them you'll never walk again. Our thought is why not? Let's try it. Well, their fears to fall because they think, Hey, if I fall, I could re-injure myself, which is not true. I mean, yes, it's true if you fell off a ladder, but if you're going to fall from just standing, it's, it's going to be okay. So what we teach them, what I teach with the mindset side of it is, number one, let's control your breathing. Number two, what can you do? Can you lift your leg? Yes. Okay, cool. I want you to lift your leg with every intention and purpose of lifting your leg like it's the best lifter of your life. And I want you to purposely, intentionally plant your foot on the ground. Feel your heel if you can. If you can't, imagine what the heel feels like. Then imagine what it feels like to plant the midfoot then the toes, et cetera. So you go step by step of, hey, what can I do right now? And that's what we focus on. So the language part of what I do, along with the breath, those two, those two things married together. That is how we get these individuals to you know, what we call define possible and to elevate themselves to a new to a new being. Because like a no. lot of these individuals too come in and like you know I just I just want to I guess this is my new normal or I want to get back to normal and we're, our 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 response to that is who's normal <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I know that's you're true. not so what let's not try to get back to anything let's try to learn and elevate where you are and who you are right now and that goes for anyone that just that's not with an adaptive athlete only that's with every human being which is why I do what I do outside the foundation.
1: All right. I- when you mentioned breath at the very beginning of that that explanation, I started breathing. I'm like, oh, sh-. I started. I'm like, okay, I, I better breathe. I bet you everybody listening in too are like, oh, they were more conscious mm-hmm. of, of breathing. So what's a simple exercise that you can give us that that can help us with the breathing throughout the day, whenever we remember, or even if we don't remember, you know, setting an alarm, what is it that you think can help us on a very basic level.
0: Yeah, very simple. Four-second inhale through your nose. When you get to the top of four seconds, hold for two. Then exhale for six through the nose or mouth, drawing your stomach in towards your spine. So inhale, four, three, two, one. The stomach goes out. Pause, one, two. Exhale through mouth or nose, drawing the stomach in for six. It's simple. That's what I have everybody do. And you would be. Able to, every, I've not had one individual come back to me and say, that didn't work. <laughs> I mean, <it> just <laughs> I, I not, yeah. Yeah. When I, when I do when I do talks, when I do workshops, when I do speeches, I always take my audience through a breath practice like this and everybody checks in with, that was awesome. Dude. Because that's I what mean, it is.
1: It's so crazy because just the moment you said breath, I was like, oh, damn, I wasn't, I'm not breathing. Right. It's so nuts. Mm-hmm yeah it's, uh-huh. it's, and it's so simple it's like I didn't even think of it and I know we talk about this I know I talked to TC he's the producer of the show and we we hear a lot of different people but dude, the simplicity of that and the depth of it is pretty insane so yeah. that's cool how did you how did you get into this whole fear master uh, mastering your mind behavior and breathing?
0: yeah it was a journey man it really started uh, I've been an endurance athlete since for 20, what, 22 years, um, adventure races, hundred mile mountain bike races, ultra marathons, uh, Ironmans, et cetera. And it really started with coaching and racing Ironman and understanding that, that it, it was about the mindset of the race and going through the processes of checking off all the things that could go wrong and all those things that you were afraid of. And okay, I'm afraid of, getting kicked in the face in the water. I'm afraid of getting a flat on the bike. I'm afraid of cramping during the marathon, et cetera. So what I have athletes do is at, at a minimum four weeks prior to race day is I have you visualize everything that possibly could go wrong in that race from the time you wake up until the time you cross the finish line. Once you have written, and then you write it down. I'm afraid I'm a, I am afraid i am i do not know what to do if I get kicked in the face. Okay, cool. Let's create a solution. What will you do? How will you respond? Go through it, mentally focus on it. And then do that thing and then have it ready. Same thing with the bike, same thing with the run. So I did that. And uh, once I got to working with our foundation in 2016, there, uh, there there, really wasn't a whole lot of talk, honestly, about mindset side yet. We were just working with these adaptive athletes on performance. And I had been studying, you know, based on my coaching with Ironman. And also I had started working with meditation just based with what I knew, with, with I knew the benefits of it. And we had an incident with one of our with one of our Marines who we came back from a trip. He was basically keep it very short. Was going to take his life. We got him into a treatment facility that night. And uh, two of our other Marines that same week said, "Hey, man, we're not good either. We need some help." And we came together as a, as a team and said, "Hey, we got to fix this." So with my <laughs> very minimal knowledge of mindset, meditation, breath work, I started diving more into it, really, really deep. Started really studying. Uh, positive psychology, quantum mechanics, uh, normal psychology, reframing language, all these things. And I, I, I came up with the concept of working with people around fear based on what we were doing with these adaptive athletes, because it's not absent of the fear. They're all afraid, you know, whether it's, again, if it's, if it's falling, if it's not being able to go through a Tuesday without wanting to kill yourself, all these different things. So, and I, and in my, in my studies of positive psychology and just reading books and researching, you know, you, it's, 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 it's not about not being afraid. And, you know, you have the, all the different quotes and acronyms of fear and they're, they're all true to, to a degree of it's, it's not about not being afraid. It's about being in the middle of the fear and, and learning, and learning how to use that to do the right things. That's where, that's how I got started in it. And it's grown from there. And from that. When we work with when I work with our adaptive athletes and also when I work with private clients or when I speak, I talk about using fear as an acronym of focus, excitement, awareness and readiness. You know, it's not it's you, know, you had to face everything and, and rally or whatever that the other acronym is. There's a bunch of. them, But for me, it was, hey, when, the moment I feel the emotion of fear or anxiety, what do I do? I focus. I breathe. And then I focus. What can I control? There's the language. Then what I do. And you, you look at elite level athletes and top level performers. You know, When you step out on stage, I don't know if you are, are you. Do you speak at all? Yeah. I, if it's a I, the bigger the crowd the better for me. I still get nervous and I get excited about that nervousness. So that nervousness. But a lot of people once they feel fear, they they dial back. Mm. So because you know there's an expectation. And that expectation isn't met. Yeah. They don't know what to do or they're feeling this emotion, but you need to use it for excitement. And that's what performers do. Top performers is we use the fear to get excited about what's about to happen. Good. We use the fear. Athletes use the fear of a race or an event to go, hey, man, this is a big deal. I'm scared as hell right now. And also, I know what I'm doing. That creates awareness, creates awareness of breath, creates awareness of body position, creates awareness of language. And creates awareness again of what can I control in the situation, which ultimately leads to readiness for whatever you're about to step into. Mm-hmm. And if stuff goes south, if things go awry, if you for, if you're on stage if you're talking to a client, and you forget something. You gotta let it go. You gotta learn to roll with it. Um, it's 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 about also having the ability to to shift and flex and really not be perfect because mm-hmm. no one is.
1: Now I love that man. I think that. That hits it right where we all need to hear it. And that's where sometimes you talk to some successful people, some, okay, not the majority, but some will be like, oh, yeah, fear. Yeah, I eat fear for breakfast. Like, but in a way of saying, "Hey, we, you shouldn't fear this. You shouldn't fear that. And I'm I'm on board with you where I think fear is something that we all have. And I think it only makes us better because it makes us aware of those things that could possibly happen, especially if we're taking the time to outline it. Like that, yeah. that's such an amazing process. I don't know who we interviewed in the past. I don't remember the name, but they said something very similar where they're like, when we outline what our actions will be when we encounter those things, all of a sudden we take control over it and it makes us feel a little bit better. So what a what a brilliant thing. And that that mm-hmm. was super awesome, Mo. I love that. Is there is there something else that you add on top of that after, let's say, we outline... If we're scared of we're starting a business, we're scared of losing all our money, What what's our actions going to be? Are we outlining all that process, all the possible things? Is there something after that that allows us to, to take action on top of the fear that we have? Because that's the number one thing that I think the majority of people have a problem with fears because it holds them back instead of helping them see the opportunity in front of them. So yeah, how do sure. we, how do you help push people forward saying, Hey, Hey, it's, it's part of it. There's an opportunity here. Take it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's a great question. I, I think, or I feel that it, it's, it's learning that, Hey man, this is scary shit right now. <laughs> like there's no guarantee. There's, there's zero guarantee. This is going to work. However, if you don't try anything, it's never going to work. So let's, let's dive into this thing. Let's dive into this thing. Smart. And let's take the first step. What can you do between? It's eight o'clock in the morning right now. What can you do by noon today to be to, to make the first step in success? Is that write something? Is it curate an, an, an article? Is it contact a friend? Where's the low hanging fruit? You know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to start a business, who can you contact between eight a.m. and noon to help you to help you start the process of being successful? And it's really just it, it's. It's no different than when I work with the adaptive population. What can you do right now? Can you take a step? Yes. Then do that. Then what's the next step? Well, it's the other foot. Okay, do that. So with entrepreneurs and business, it's the same thing. Let's not think about the end point. Let's not think about what if I fail? What if it goes wrong? I'm broke right now. I need to do this. This has to work. Okay, cool. Then let's make it work. What can you focus on right now to start? Again, is it research? Is it contacting someone? Is it writing an article? Is it getting in touch with someone to potentially be on a podcast for marketing? Is it as simple as shifting your social media account to a business account? Simple things like that. Those are the things that that, that we need to learn, that entrepreneurs need to learn in order to be successful. And when you have a really rough day, you get to look back at what you're doing right now. This is a freedom. You 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 could be checking a box, clicking a clock eight to five and be miserable. So this is an opportunity and you have to see it as that because the reward is so much greater because of the stress, because of the struggle. You know, that's why people celebrate so damn much when they cross the finish line of an Ironman of a marathon, whatever, because that's, it's hard and it really, really sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Contrary to popular belief, the only pleasant part of an Ironman is the swim because that's basically the warm up. The rest of it is not fun. So, Dude. you know, it's, it's the celebration. So as an entrepreneur, man, like, yeah, man, let's look at the the, the end goal, but you can't focus on six months down the road. You got to focus on right now.
1: I like that. All right. Let me shift a little bit and ask you a question. As you were talking, I thought, well, this is all great in the sense of, I, I love that where, where we're heading is going to be hard but we need to keep going. So here's my question to you. How do we change the emotional triggers that send us in the wrong direction? Because sometimes they're just they're habits. How do we change them?
0: Absolutely. That's where the self-talk comes in. That's where the self-talk and meditation as well come in with breath. So again, first of all, you have to breathe. You have to get yourself into an alpha brainwave state. That is first and foremost. Without that, you are not going to be able to mentally change. That's the reason why traditional therapy does not work because if you come in and see me, I'm like, all right, Scott, let's sit down. Let's talk about your day. Let's talk about some stuff. You're already in a beta high beta sympathetic nervous system state. Our body cannot process. We cannot change in beta. So you come in to my session, your session in this basically fight or flight state, you leave in that same state and your brain doesn't know how to process that and change. So that's why, that's why breath is key. So with meditation, now we add that element to it. Okay. Let me focus. What, what can I do right now? Again, it goes back to the language of what can I focus on? What can I do in order to be successful in order to operate in what I have my clients do? Everyone I work with is the first week or two is simply assessing and doing an audit of your self-talk. How many times are you saying, I don't want to, I can't. I can't afford to. This sucks. I suck. <laughs> all those things, all those neg- those negating negative words, write those, just make a little check mark and write down, I can't. Every time you say it, check, 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 put it in your phone. Then once you've done that, start recognizing the pattern. Okay. What can I do? What can I focus on? I don't suck. I'm really good at this. I am strong. I'm confident. I'm resilient. Those are the things that you have to do because As a business owner and starter and entrepreneur, you can't rely on anybody to back you up. You have to be able to look in the mirror, look in the eyes of the person staring back at you in the mirror and say, hey, man, I love you. You're worth it. You're ready for this. Let's go. Or whatever it is for you.
1: All right. Can you go over the difference between alpha state and beta state and if there are any other states?
0: Yeah. 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 So um, alpha state is when you're, you're, you're awake, but you're calm. It's like it's a meditative state of being. Um, they've, they've said that all the great thinkers and creators were in alpha a majority of the time. So Einstein, Picasso, all those, all those dudes, all those people were, they, they were in more of a happy state of alpha Mm. more so than anything else. That's when creativity happens, right? That's why when we go on a walk, when you do something that's fun where you're not stressed out, that's where, that's why you get a lot of creative ideas when you do those type of movements because your brain is in, again, it's called alpha brainwave state. That's where dude. you sell you. Yeah,
1: dude. Uh, you just like, is that why most people like when they're in the shower, they're like an alpha state. It's like all ideas are just pouring out mm-hmm. for most people. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. In the shower. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've heard of that as well. Um, so that's alpha. That's where you cellularly recover. That's where you, you, that's where food digests better. That's where cognitive function happens more. Uh, that's where uh, being able to listen and think clear happens. Now, when you go to beta, or high beta that's when you're dialed in i'm focused i'm working i'm outside i'm on stage i'm talking to a client i'm nervous but i'm in that is a sympathetic nervous system fight or flight state of being and unfortunately that's where we that's where we in modern society spend hell most people spend almost all of their time there except when they're sleeping cuz so we don't know how to breathe and we don't know how to we don't know how to think and talk to ourselves so you have beta then you have alpha Then you have theta, which is when you go into a deeper state of sleep. Then you have a deep state of delta. That's a very, very, very uh, deep state of meditation and or sleeping. So what we're really looking for in our waking hours is to be in alpha brainwave state as much as humanly possible. So what does that look like? That looks like disconnecting from social media. That looks like when you get off the phone with a client or a potential client, Go outside. There have been multiple studies that show that if you can look or get yourself into nature and breathe, that will automatically reduce stress and bring you into the alpha brainwave state. So before you get on the phone with a client, what are you doing? Before you step out on stage, what are you doing? What I do is I go somewhere quiet, I close my eyes, and I breathe, and I think about how damn grateful I am that I'm about to do what I get to do. that's that's the way we should be operating. But what happens is we go from one thing to the next, the next, the next. So the more as, as business owners and entrepreneurs, we can, we can segment in the time between calls, between clients, again, between any appointment, I'm going to take five minutes. Hell, if you don't have five minutes, give me 10 breaths. And then as you're doing those 10 breaths, I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm strong. I'm confident. I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever happens go.
1: Dude, I love that. That is so good in transitioning from whether it's call to call or work to home, right? Because sometimes yeah. we carry that. We're, we're still in beta when we show up to our family, right? And it's like, what, what, what do you expect? Dude, you're giving me some amazing ideas, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm just writing it down as fast as I can. So I'm thinking like, this makes a lot of sense because if you show up in beta and your wife's talking to you and, it, and it, she's in a different state, you're. In, this is why we clash, right?
0: Hundred percent. Yeah. So you just you, you just don't went know the day through, I had. Yeah, it's like you don't know the day I, I has. had. And it's just just headbutt.
1: Yeah, and I love the transition. Transition. It's like look if, if you don't have at least five minutes to take a few breaths and get some affirmations in there to direct your mind where you want it to go to. I I don't know what you're going to do. How, how do you prepare? I want to know how you prepare for, let's say you're going up on stage or let's say it's somewhere where you're, you're like, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, but I want to use that for positive energy, right? How do you Mm -hmm. prepare?
0: I prepare for those events, literally the same way I just shared with you. I, I find somewhere quiet, I breathe and I just smile. And I just, I think about what I'm about to do. I think about, especially if, if I'm about to go on stage, I think about, and this is not in a conceited cocky way or anything like that. I think about the lives that I'm potentially about to change. Cause if you do these things and this is not me, this is just, this is science this is how our brains work. And I think, man, if, if, if these, if some people in here will just, if they do this, God, is going to be amazing. And I'm so excited to share this information with them. That's, that's how I go about it. that's, Usually, my self talk. Um, if it's bef- if it's before an athletic event, you know, I check myself. I'm ready for this. I'm trained for this. Whatever happens, happens. I'm ready to flex. I'm ready to adapt. I'm ready to adjust. Nothing will stop me. I cannot be stopped.
1: I love that, and just the way that you talk to yourself, even if it's a business opportunity or people we talk to, I think just shifting mm-hmm. it so that that we can remind ourselves that there's value that we're giving mm-hmm. right and i think some some of us approach it with the idea that oh well nobody wants to really talk to me so you're already yeah. starting in a place where it's a challenge mm-hmm. man so that yeah. makes that makes a lot of sense i love that yeah. a question in regards to alpha beta theta and delta can you expand on theta like what what does that look like if you can is that I wrote it down, but I, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't I, you're, funny.
0: you're either in a deep meditative state in theta or you're sleeping. Got it. So that's where, that's where that one kicks into play.
1: Perfect. All right. So I was looking at your meditation because there was, there was one site I went to, I'm trying to see if I, I have it saved. It was insight timer. That's where I found, mm-hmm. I found you in there too. Yeah. And I, I love meditation. I think it's underused by the whole world like very few people actually use it which is insane to me that's why i love the calm app like just jump on Mm. if somebody's having problems as to how they meditate jump on the calm app so easy but yeah is there a process that you could take us through to help those people that have never really truly meditated to get Mm. into a groove is it is it the breathing process and then takes us to another Level like a short one so people can get into it. What would that look like?
0: Yeah. It's number one, understanding that any, here's the definition of mindfulness meditation, paying attention to a specific thing in the present moment on purpose while breathing without judgment. That is the definition of mindfulness meditation. So what I help people understand is, hey man, you're already doing it. What's something that you focus on? You can be meditating if you when you eat food. Next time you have a snack, whatever you put in your mouth, chew it, feel it, show gratitude for the person, the thing that made that thing possible. That's meditation. Sex should be meditation. <laughs> Hopefully, you're not thinking about anything else. That's meditation.
1: <laughs> did I leave the <laughs> oven on? Did I did I close exactly. the front door?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I use weightlifting, lifting weights is a meditation. If you're about to step up to do something, you're focused on lift, you're focused on what you're about to do. That's meditation. When I work with our adaptive athletes, especially the veterans, you know, you got to imagine, man, if you're sitting in a room of a bunch of salty, injured vets and you say, Hey guys, let's breathe and talk about feelings and stuff. (laughs) They're going to show you that finger. (laughs) But when I use this example and say, Hey bro, look, you're already doing it. Like how many of you guys like to go to the range? Everybody raise their hand. Cool. Guess what you were taught in basic training? You were taught to lay down. You were taught to breathe. You were taught to front sight focus. Guess what that is? That is meditation. So you see, you're already doing it. If you go out on a run or a bike ride or anything, and you're just seeing the stuff around you, you're focused on your breath, you're focused on your footsteps or whatever, that's meditation. So that's number one. Number two, recognize that You are never going to think about nothing. This is why people don't meditate. I I can't meditate because my mind is all over the place. Mine is too. What happens is all we're trying to do with meditation is increase the space in between those random thoughts. So it might take you. And that's why with with my meditations that I have on insight timer, they're five minutes. That's enough there. You know, you can do a minimum three days a week, five minutes a day. You will start to see over time changes in your biochemistry, neuro, neurochemistry and your brain function. So five minutes and all you do is just listen to the person's voice. That is it. So if whatever they say, whatever they're doing, just close your eyes and listen to them. And when you you catch yourself trailing off into all the things that you need to do, you simply be aware of it. Go, hey, focus, bring yourself back to the person's voice. Continue to breathe continue to listen. And over time, as you do that, you will be able to focus more. You'll be able to focus longer. That's how we start meditation. Man, look, when I first did it, I was the same way. I was at a conference and all these people were talking about meditation. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna do it. And I was married at the time. Wife was in shower one morning for the conference. I was laying. I was like, here to be. We go legs up the wall, meditation, five minutes, man. I lasted probably 24 seconds. And I started thinking about all kinds of random shit. I was all over the place. And of course. you're like, what am I thinking about? Shit. I'm going to say, God, I'm doing it wrong. All the things. So I go to the conference the next day and these five guys on the panel talking and I'm like, all right, here's my shot. I went up I went up to the microphone. I'm like, all right, good. I, here's the deal. Here's what happened. And I just explained it to them. And They all started laughing. They're like, that's everybody. I'm like, that's how it works. But the more you do it, the more you can focus. And I'm talking about, I've got monkey mind, like nobody's business. It's, it has been historically so hard for me to stay focused on any damn thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm the definition of ADHD. However, so over time, working with meditation on a daily basis, I made it like I made this commitment to myself. I wake up, I go feed my dog, I go to my office, I put on a meditation, go. That's it. Non-negotiable. That's what I do.
1: For you, how long is that meditation typically in the mornings or, or
0: in the evenings whenever you're doing it? It started, my meditation started in five minutes. That was it. And then I went to 10 and then I went to 20. And then, um, you know, once I started, I went to meditation, my meditation teacher training. I mean, our first meditation was an hour of what's called Vipassana, which is just sitting in dead silence. Focus on your breath. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I went from, but let me tell you this. Bro, if you'd have told me you're going to sit and meditate for an hour, I would have told you you're crazy. When after doing that and after doing some of the other stuff, for me, a 20 minute meditation, a 30 minute meditation feels like five. I, I'm not, I'm not, it, I know it's hard for a lot of people to fathom, but you're so focused on what you're doing. Like, have you ever done something where you're like, oh God, where'd the time go? Yeah. You know, if you're in a conversation with someone, like, oh shit, it's been an hour already. It feels Dude, like 20 yes. minutes. Guess what you were doing? You were focused, you were meditating, you were just with another person. That's all it is. So, Relax, <laughs> <laughs> breathe. Set a meditation. Yeah, breathe. Listen to someone talk for five minutes, and that's it.
1: Dude, I love that. Yeah, I think I think we overthink the the whole word meditation,
0: oh. right? Dude, that's we, we a... love to overthink it, and we also like think. Well, you know, I'm a Christian. I got that when I first started doing it too. I'm like, cool, me too. What do you? Th- you may show you how many times it says meditate in the, in the Bible? What do you think prayer is? That's meditation. Yeah. Calm down. Don't give me that.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's just you're redirecting what you're what you're currently doing. I love that, man. Yeah. You simplified yeah. it in such a in such a great way. Let's talk about sleep a little bit. Because mm. when I looked you up, I was like, dude, you are a freaking fit, dude, man. Like it's it's easy to see. So meditation, right? Working on your mind. Consistently, right? Because we all we all share the same emotions, right? Sadness, happiness, all everything. We all have the same struggles. What about sleep? Where does that fit into your day? And is it as important as meditation and working on your mind?
0: Yes, sleep is the most important thing. Because if you don't sleep, you're not sleeping right, you're not going to recover. Your mental state will suffer. That's going to throw everything off. I mean, you can breathe all you want. I mean, yes, you need breath, you need meditation. However, if you're if you're not sleeping well, if you're not sleeping enough, you're going it's going to affect brain function. It's going to affect bodily functions. It's going to affect disease states. So when I work with people in you know, health, I'm just having a conversation. I'm like, hey, Mo, what can you help me with? First sleep, quality sleep, then breath work meditation, then nutrition, then movement. That is the order. You know, I've been doing Ooh. this stuff for 26 years, man. On that,
1: because you work with You work with people that are deemed, right, you used the word earlier, which I loved, um, with disabilities. They come in thinking, I'm disabled, right, right? which I loved. Right. I had never heard of that. When you said, no, 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 focus on your new abilities, that was, Mm -hmm. by the way, that was awesome. Um, You work with people that are typically disabled, and so they come in, and I'm assuming that they have more anxiety, um, some come in with depression, some come in with a form of just self-loathing, right? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that so that they're able to sleep? Because I find that in the middle of the night, these people are waking up and they have anxiety. They can't sleep. They think about all the worst things that can happen. How do you deal with that?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's tapping back into the breath. It's what do you do before? What do you do what in the, the 90 minutes before bed? You know, are, are you on, are you on, the t- are you watching TV? Or are you on your phone? Or are you on an iPad? What, what type of information are you consuming? You know, I mean, hell man, I just, I just started watching Yellowstone and it's a great show. Yeah. But it's a like, there's nothing good that happens. It's just a whole <laughs> bunch of shit that keeps rolling downhill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, God dang. You never finished the episode so of Yellowstone and be like, God, that's awesome. I feel, I feel amazing. Like that you need to watch good, a Disney no. show. Yeah, God, it's so no, true. it's fucking, It sucks. It does. <laughs> but, so true. But it's, and, and I found that, I, like, when I do that, I sleep poorly. Like I sleep, I, and my dreams are off. So, what do you do at mm-hmm. ninety minutes before bed? And it's not like I work with CEOs. I work with all kinds of people. This is the exact same thing I tell everybody. Like, hey, man, you have to work on your sleep hygiene. You need to disconnect from all, all that stuff. Watch something positive. If you're going to watch TV, if you can use blue light blocking glasses, because the bright lights from the TV, and we, most people know this TV, phone, tablets, shut down melatonin production for up to 90 minutes, if not more. So that's number one. Uh, if you wake up in the middle of the night, cause I do too. Oftentimes, if you're waking up, waking up in the middle of the night, thinking about stuff, thinking about things you need to do the next day or etc. cetera, it's a good idea to journal. It's a good idea to take that 90 minutes before bed, write down all the successes. Today was great because here was a win. What did I learn today? All thinking in positive and in affirmations. So you, you start, you end your day on, hey man, today was actually really good because I learned a lot of lessons. Then what do I need to do tomorrow? What are musts? Write those things down if you have it because a lot of people don't schedule. Man, I've got to, I'm, I need, to, I'm, I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So it takes that thought, the tension off of you wake up in the middle of the night. You're like, oh God, I forgot to. No, you didn't. Cause you already wrote it down. So those, th- those things are helpful when you wake up, don't allow yourself to get that mindset. That's where I will use meditations or I'll use, like I've got an app called brainwave that I use, which is binaural beats that will put your brain into those frequencies that I talked about. So what I do is I do that and then I'll either put on a med- it's like a 60 minute meditation of just someone's nice calm voice or I use an I use an audible. And yes, I know you're gonna you're gonna open up a screen, which can shut down the autonomy, but you're if you're up in the middle of the night anyway, thinking about a bunch of random stuff, I will turn it on and I'll have someone and there's a couple books that I use, one by a lady named Sarah Blonden that's a meditation teacher as well. And she just got that smooth, soft voice. Oh. And man I listen to binaural beats and I put that on. And I just listen to that woman speak and I'm like, "Dude, lights out, back out." And it might take me, it might take me sometimes, hell, I don't know, 45 minutes or an hour. Sometimes I guess, but what's the alternative? The alternative is I'm gonna stare at the wall. Now, I mean, then, then what happens is we get pissed. We're like, "Wow, well, today's gonna suck. I'm not gonna get, <laughs> get enough sleep." So yep. you got to stop all that negative self talk. <laughs> You know? That's
1: interesting. Dude. I thought for a second yeah. you were going to say I pick the most boring book I can find and fall asleep
0: again. I thought that's <laughs> yeah. what you were going to say. That's okay. that's actually that's the that's a good option. Um, <laughs> or dude, here's my, my favorite thing to do. If this is me. And it, it, look, if it works for you, it works. I'll put on Netflix and I put on the documentary My Octopus Teacher. If you haven't seen it, number one, great show. Number two. <laughs> It's a, the dude's got this, he's got the most chill, it monotone does. South African voice. And I don't look at the TV, I just turn my head away and I'm like, just listen to that man's voice talking about this octopus. And I'm out. It's, it's literally like sleeping medicine for me. So I'm funny. not kidding. I've never made it through maybe 30 minutes of that show if I wake up in the middle of the night, <laughs>
1: dude. And now, and now all your Netflix uh recommendations are documentaries of fish. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Did I love that? All right, let's talk about how you continually keep your mind sharp so that it doesn't fall back into that negative self-talk. Because I, I know that we all share some negativity, but we're we've been able mm-hmm. to shut it off quicker, right? Because we're training our minds along the way. How how is it that you start your day to be able to do that? And how do you end your day to be able to keep yourself sharper?
0: Yeah, a very simple thing that I that that I use now use with other people is a journal, and I start the day. So you bookend every day. Start of the day, breath work, meditation, and a lot of people are like, well, I don't have time." That means you need to do it. You've got time to take ten breaths before you get out of bed. Don't give me that. <laughs> yeah. While you're doing those ten those ten breaths, you can think, "I am really grateful for what and." Expand it. Don't just say my health, my job, my family, my kids, my dog, my mom, et cetera. Yes, cool. What else can you be grateful for today? So, what I do is I have people journal, hey, what's one to three things you're grateful for? And feel it and be real about it. Then what's what do I what challenges do I get to face today? Write those things down. I'm struggling with my business. I've, I need to get some clients. Okay, cool. I get to face that challenge today, and I'm gonna do that by fill in the blanks, or I've got a big presentation. I'm scared. I've got clients all day. It's going to be a long day. I get to do this. I get to serve other humans. I get to change lives. you know, using positive affirming words. Um, what's one thing that will make today a win? Write that thing down. I don't care what it is. You know, because we often think, well, I didn't go to the gym. I didn't get the sale. I didn't do this. Today was terrible. No, that's the way you choose to see it. If I do one thing today, what's that one thing for a win? And then at the end of the day, it's what went well, what did I learn and what am I excited about for tomorrow? All answers have to be in affirmations. What did I learn today? What went well today? Went Well, here's what went well. I mean, I gave myself space to do whatever, or I had a great client, whatever. What did I learn? I learned that I get to do better at something. So it's, it's, it's taking the lessons that you learn and, and using them as opportunities. I love that. Because, you know, and, and it's, it's, that's how I, that's how I start myself and that's how I start other people. Because, look, man, it's tough. Like, it's, you know, if, if anyone tells you that, that life is just bluebirds and rainbows, they're, 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 they're not telling you the truth. Because <laughs> we all is, have those moments.
1: Yeah. And that, and that I think ties to the feeling that we get that we don't know what we're doing as we're growing. And we, we think that mm-hmm. that isn't normal. So we then, lean towards the negative. That's like, how come I don't know what I'm doing? Am I doing the right thing? And then you spiral in. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. Question for you. When you're using a journal, do you typically use a handwritten journal or
0: do you use yes. your iPhone? What do you do? No, I use a handwritten journal. Nice. There's, there's something that I don't know, but there's something that happens when you put pen or pencil to paper and write out things. You're getting it from your mind out into space.
1: Do you ever go back to them or do you kind of just leave them and just put it there and not touch them again? Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Go back. You can go back on your journals. I, I actually have people, I have clients go in and look back at their journals and say, hey, man, look, this is your blueprint. This is your blueprint for success because you can go back when you had a great day and say, hey, what did I do? And what, what was my mindset? What tools did I use? What happened that day? And when you have a terrible day, what did you do? How did you get through it? What mm. tools did you use? How did you respond? so it literally becomes your journal can be a blueprint for your success if you allow it to be
1: dude that's that's actually really good so in the book Built to Last and good to great Jim Collins, which you might have read um, mm-hmm. he kind of said it. he kind of said i I, I kind of for a while he says i." Numbered my days so that I could go back and say why was my day great? Let's try to recreate those and see what's important for me that can categorize my day as great. So, dude, that's that's actually really great. When you when you're reading, what type of books do you typically gravitate to?
0: I gravitate towards anything around self development. I, I I don't enjoy reading fiction. Anything to do with with mindset or with performance, that's, that's my jam.
1: I like that. Do you take notes in the book on a journal? Do you just take mental notes? How do you do it? Yeah. If I'm, if I'm reading a physical book, I write notes in the book. Nice. Nice, dude. I I always like to ask these questions because I'm like, I'm a big reader. I do journals. I just want to know, like, what is it? Yeah, Like what? I'll tell you, we, we interviewed Cy Wakeman. She's awesome. By the way, if you don't know her, look her up. She said something that I had never heard of. She says, so when I'm reading a book, I take notes in the book, like, I, like we do. And if it's a book that I know I'm going to reread possibly, I use black ink and I put the year on the table of contents, like 2019 on black. Mm. And then if I, if I revisit it 2022, I'm going to use a green pen and be like 2022. And then I look and I'm like, I, I put different notes in different sections of the book Every oh, time yeah. I'm like, that it's brilliant. That anyway, is genius. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought I that, that was pretty awesome, too. All right. Do you listen to any podcast? Uh, how do you how do you keep learning on the go when you don't have time to read YouTube videos, podcasts, webinars? What do you do?
0: Yeah. For I usually listen to books on Audible. I'm because I, I drive a lot. So I I listen to a ton of books on Audible. I'll listen to podcasts. I, I'm not, I haven't listened to podcasts as much as I used to. That's man for, for a couple of years, all I did was listen to podcasts and books like legit. I would listen to music when I trained outside of that. It was literally all day, every day podcasts and books. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. That's and I, I love Dude, that's like, it's I, an I,
1: education. I,
0: yeah, it is. And I, and I, you, I, I'll, I'll listen to a podcast or I'll listen to a book and I'll say, okay, how can I apply that today? What can I, how can I use this? And then I would, I would try to do that with myself and then with the people that I get to work with. And that's, I mean, I've, I've gained so much knowledge doing things that way. And when you relay that, that same information to other people, you know, it's, it's, it's simple, practical ways to help a human being out for performance and on any subject at any level.
1: That's true, man. That's true. What are you currently working on right now that you're excited about? that you're excited to either test out or something that's going to come out later this year?
0: Yeah. um, Right now, uh, working on a fitness app with the company that I partnered with um, mid last year. So pretty excited about that. That's actually coming out next month. It's called Complete Human. And I've done all the designing of all the programs, myself, my fiance, Kirsten, and one of our good friends, Janet Breslin, who's the co-founder of the company, um, created this app. So it's it's uh, six weeks, you have sandbag workouts, you have kettlebell dumbbell workouts, you have bodyweight workouts, you've got That's mindset cool. meditation, yeah, breath work, all those things encompassing. So it helps you make a complete human. So I'm really, really excited about that. That's coming out. What's the name? Uh, complete Human. It's oh, cool. on, it's on, you, human. yeah, you can get it on uh, Apple or Android at, at the app store um, for $14.99 a month. Very simple. So what's the, really what's the release?
1: what's the release date on that?
0: You know, we're looking at uh, mid-April, so two, probably two weeks.
1: Dude. All right. I'm going to yeah. get that. Where do you, yeah. and, and I know this is different for everybody, but when do you typically work out? Is it middle of the day, morning, evening? What, what do you find is best for you?
0: you the, the best for me is mid-morning. Like I, you know, I went to a noon, you know, I mean, I'm in Greenville, North Carolina right now visiting my fiance and I just popped into a noon CrossFit class. I like doing it at noon or early morning because my energy is better. And also, I like—I just like to get it done. So for me, it's—it's it's usually first thing in the morning um, or around noon. But, do you, I, you know, work out? I, I, no, Go I, I, I train—I I train for different events. Um, I've got a big event coming up in October called Go Ruck Selection. It's a forty-eight-hour event led by Special Forces cadre. So, like, I—I'll I'll work out. And I'll work out 35, 45 minutes during the week, but the weekends I'll do, and building up this event, I mean, I'll probably do two, three hours, or I'll go on a, I don't know, 12 or 15-mile ruck on a Saturday, and then or 20-mile ruck on Saturday, and then get up and do some mobility and a little bit of movement on Sunday. So it varies. But by and large, it's 35 to 50 minutes. A 20-mile what? 20-mile <laughs> ruck. So putting... I'll I'll load up at, at the most I'll put sixty pounds in a backpack and uh-huh. take off on a fast paced walk for what? twenty miles.
1: You yeah. put you put like a, a a kind of fat baby Yoda on your back <laughs> and you and yeah. you run. Holy cow, dude! That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, now I feel like I'm really behind, man. So uh, got a lot of work to do on this one. So I love where, do, where do people find you and how
0: do people get a hold of you if they want to coach, have questions or just follow you on social? Absolutely. Uh, my website is hunt prosper.com and I'm on Instagram and my username is hunt underscore prosper. And then on Facebook it's just my full name, Morris brosette. Uh, yeah. And, and to clarify, cause I'll, I get this question often. Um, the, the name Hunt and Prosper has nothing to do with hunting. I am a hunter. I love to hunt. However, actually, my fiance, this was her company years ago when we met. She was like, this would be this sounds like what you do. The idea is whatever you want, whatever your goals are, you need to go hunt. You got to get it. What does that look like for you? Are you hunting for clients? Are you hunting for knowledge? Are you hunting for success? Once you do those things, then you will prosper. So it's hunt, prosper.
1: I love that. I just followed yeah. you on Instagram there, dude. Excellent. Very, very awesome. All right. When you're hunting, this is a personal question. Do you use, a, are you using a bow? Are you using rifles or are you using, yeah. what are you using? Both?
0: I, I I prefer using a bow because I want to be as connected and primal as humanly possible. That's my goal. Ah. When did you start bowing? Yeah. Or do, did you always, did you always hunt with a bow? Uh, I, started, I started when I was, I think 17. Yeah. I um, was out of it for a long time. Just, I moved a lot and, you know, didn't have the opportunity to do it. Um, Was gifted a bow a few years ago from a good friend, and then my my fiance and I both got uh, traditional recurve longbows not too long ago. No sights, no nothing. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, part of what I do. I I run a I run a men's leadership academy, and part of it is being tactically ready for emergency situations. So, like, if you got to bug out, if you got to get out, and say if 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 shit hit the fan, you need to be out somewhere. And all yes, I've got guns, I can shoot, but if I need to be quiet. I want to know that I could literally take a stick, put a string on it, fashion an arrow, and get food. And now that's an extreme level, I know, but I want to know how to do that.
1: I, I'd rather know how. I, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Do you carry yeah. one in your
0: trunk? a bow? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Just wondering just Do I had, here I had my I have I had my go bag in my between my back seat and my front seat, just my, my go bag in case you know shit hits the fan, you need to get out. Somebody busted my window and took it. So, you know, know, yeah, I know it sucks. Whoever that that human being is, is well equipped to survive. (laughs) (laughs) It even had snacks. I love it. It had snacks. It had MREs. It had tents. It had a jet boil. I mean, this person could filter water. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, man, it had everything. This person could easily survive out in the wild for a minute. You should do a
1: whole YouTube video on just what you put in the uh, survival bag, dude, that. Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah. Mo, yes. thanks for thanks for jumping on, man. This was very, very fun. Very informative. Absolutely. And now I have to, like, I feel like I'm behind on meditating, on working <laughs> out. I, I didn't even know you, the name of, what what was that? Uh, Rook, right? Rook, yeah. Rook, yeah. Uh, that mm-hmm. was new for me, so thank you for that.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.